Yes, that's right. I did used to be a beatboxer in a past life and a DJ for that matter. I bet you didn't know that. So today we're going to be talking about being intentional in 2020. So today's guest, Jonathan, comes from very humble beginnings working on the gym floor at Gold's Gym and prospecting from the yellow pages. So literally cold calling random numbers to try and get them into the gym to sign up to personal training. So he's done the hustle. Now he heads up the FitPro hustle movement, helping FitPros consistently generate new leads and convert those leads into paying customers. So guys, with a new decade upon us, Jonathan and I discuss what it means to be intentional in 2020. And I'm not going to lie, Jonathan is a very cool guy, very similar to me in many ways. Uh, Maybe not the coolness, I'm not that cool, but mindset-wise and the way he thinks and the way he conducts his business, uh, I resonate with a lot and you're going to love his story. And you know that feeling when you just connect with someone? It's a little bit of a bromance we've got going on here. So I'm sure you're going to enjoy this episode and you're probably thinking already about your goals and what you want to achieve and your accomplishments for 2020. And it's always a great time of the year being able to start again, a clean slate, a fresh start, another opportunity to become a better version of yourself. Now, I want to ask you this, what's going to make this year different? Do you have it all mapped out? Are you being intentional about what you're going to do? Now, I've been busy in the background uh, planning a lot of things for 2020. Actually gives me shivers thinking about it. And I'm going to pull a lot of people into this to help me achieve this big vision. Um, And I talk a lot to my clients about pushing and pulling. So pushing and pulling and Pushing can be very, very tiring if you're just pushing all day long, pushing to grow your business, pushing in the gym, like it gets tiring and you can burn out. Now, there's another mechanism that you can use, which is a pulling mechanism. And the way I see the pulling mechanisms is setting such big and crazy goals that they pull you in the right direction. So they pull you when time gets tough. So when you want to give up or when you don't feel like doing it, maybe you don't feel like going to the gym or maybe you don't feel like prospecting or maybe you don't feel like putting out that next piece of content or maybe you don't feel like launching the podcast or writing a book or whatever it is that you want to do with your life. These pulling mechanisms will get you through it. They will pull you through those tough moments, those dark days, those days when you just do not want to continue. And this is what I'm doing this year. I'm going to do something that uh, is a little bit scary. It's going to be a crazy journey. I'm going to want so much support because I know I can't do it alone. And it just excites me thinking about all the attention and focus I'm going to be able to bring to a cause that is super important to everyone, in fact. Not just me. I believe everyone's going to want to join me on this journey. So I'm being a little bit mysterious at this point because I'm still planning it out and making sure everything's going to work. And then I'm going to be announcing something on my social media uh, on the 30th of December. At 8 p.m., I'm going to be going live. I'm going to be announcing this. And I would be so, so grateful for your support. I'd be so, so grateful if you could just show up, if you could just be there with me when I make this announcement. And if it resonates with you, I would be so, so grateful if you could help me share this message and get it in front of as many people as possible on the planet. Like This is a big vision. Like I said, I can't achieve it on my own. And so I'm relying on all my resources, all my contacts, all the people I know, everyone that listens to the podcast. I need everyone to pull together for this. And there's going to be some opportunities for you to get involved and come with me on this journey. 
and uh, I'm super excited about it. It's going to be a great, great year for everyone. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for sticking with me in this podcast, for tuning in every week. And um, this has been an amazing journey so far, doing it for over a year. So I cannot wait for 2020. I hope you're going to have a big one too. So let's get into this week's episode with Jonathan. It's an industry that I generally love. I have a passion for. I, I, I eat, sleep. I live for fitness. No, you need to be obsessed. You need to wake up, think about it. You need to go to bed, think about your clients, think about your progress, think about what you can do better. Genuinely, like, just be like patient and take your time. Like that, that is like, you've got to take it all in, in the right steps. You've got to nail what you do in person before you go and like. I don't like to talk about fear. The fear is usually something that makes your worries real. Welcome to the Coaching Ignited podcast. I'm your host, Alex Povey. It's great to have you here. This show is all about peeling back the curtain on what's going to help you build the fitness business you truly want. And each week we bring on a new guest to share their stories, insights, and strategies so you too can take action and apply what you learn. The podcast is released every Wednesday on all the major platforms, including Spotify and iTunes. So make sure you go give that a subscribe, guys. Now, if you're a personal trainer in a commercial gym with 500 plus members and you want to fast track your income growth and learn how to sign multiple new clients a week, reach out to me personally through Facebook or Instagram and just drop me a private message so we can get the conversation started and see if you could be a good fit for one of our programs. All the links to my social can be found in the show notes so you can connect with me there. Now let's get into this week's episode. Enjoy the show. want to say first of all thank you i'm so grateful for everyone that takes their time to come on the show and really share with the audience because i appreciate you're busy you're running your own business you've got a lot lot of stuff going on and um, so i just want to say thank you so much first of all super grateful for you and uh what you're going to do with us here today and the way i like to kick off all these shows is really kind of set the stage and give people some context as to maybe why they should listen to some of the things that you're going to tell us today and just take it back to the earlier days, maybe like pre-fitness, pre-getting into coaching and personal training. And then the reason why you want to get started, the journey you went through and really what you do today and how you help people. So over to you, buddy. Yeah. Awesome, man. And, and by the way, thanks for having me on, man. I, I'm a huge fan of your show and the work that you do. So it's gonna, It's really cool to be able to sit here and collaborate with you and share our stories. I think we have a lot in common. Um, but getting into what you asked, like what got me into fitness, I'll be very transparent. It's not very romantic. Um, it's not like a lot of trainers are like, oh, I lost 100 pounds and it changed my life. And I, mine's actually pretty straightforward. So I was about... 15 and a half or 16 years old when I finally got like my first serious girlfriend and like a lot of guys during that age like that was all I was focused on was like I just want to find a girl like that's all that I cared about and when I finally found this first girlfriend that I thought I was gonna marry like I was head over heels and she was really into fitness and I was not like I actually made fun of the people that worked out in the gym right and that was more so me projecting like what was I was insecure about at the time but as she, as her and I started dating, she was like, hey, you should start working out. Wink, wink, elbow, elbow, because I was a rail, man. I was like super scrawny. And that was her way of like, I'd like you to beef up a little bit. And I was just so happy that she decided to be my girlfriend. I was like, absolutely. So I got my first gym membership at a YMCA, literally right down the street from where I lived. And I began my journey. And when I first went in there, Alex, I had no idea what I was doing. I just did, okay, I want shoulders, I want chest, and I want biceps. So I went in there, and I found the three machines. I found the preacher curl machine, I found the pec deck, and I found the lateral raise. And that's all I did for about 30 to 60 days. And I just looked like this <laughs> for the first couple of months. Um, and I'm fortunate enough to have some people in the gym kind of reach out to me, some of the actual gym rats, and go, hey, man, I see you're putting in the work. Let me show you a couple of things. And that's when I really started understanding, like, there's a lot that goes into this. Like, this isn't like you just go and do a few reps. Um, there's a science to it. And there's a certain level of dedication and commitment. And over the course of the next two years, 
I really got obsessed with it, right? That was like one of the main things that I would do right after school, like every single day. Like I was so dedicated that whenever I was given lunch money, I would buy just enough food to eat and I would save the rest to buy a whey protein because I wanted to bulk up, right? Which mm. that probably isn't the smartest way to go about gaining mass back then, but that was my understanding at 16 years old. Um, and I was able to put on like 25 pounds of lean mass over the next like year and a half, two years up until my senior year. And the type of person that I was able to become from like, wow, I was able to literally change my body just by putting in the effort and staying focused and being consistent with it. And not to mention the benefits of everyone else looking at you going, how did you get so big? And the way my girlfriend was looking at me and the really the experience and the confidence that gave me by putting in the work, that's when I knew that I want to be able to give this feeling and experience to other people, because if I can do it, anyone can do it. So that's when I decided to kind of really pledge myself um, the fitness for the next 12 years, which is where we're at today. There's a really important lesson there, um, which I'm listening to your story and you're talking about like this person that you become through fitness and what it does for you. And you mentioned a couple of things. You mentioned confidence. You felt good about yourself mm -hmm. and what you're doing. And you also like connected it with how your girlfriend perceived you. Right. And you were almost doing it from her. That was the catalyst to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And this is a really interesting point because I know you're big on sales and we can drill into this in a second. But if you look at your scenario, it's pretty much the same for everyone else. They're seeking these things. They're not just seeking fat loss, muscle gain, strength. If you go below the surface, it's more of those like internal feelings or you're doing it to be like accepted or attractive or maintain a relationship, love, companionship. And this is really important and a really important concept to understand when it comes to sales because no one gives a shit about how many workouts you're going to give them, how many reps you're going to give them, how many macros they need to count, right? how many times they're going to see you in a week as a trainer. They care about what is the training that you're offering going to allow me to to achieve and be and how am I going to feel and how attractive am I going to be and who am I going to be able to like pull into my life relationship and romantic wise so yeah I just picked up on that in terms of your description of what was important for you but um what happened next so you were doing this um this this training you were doing the fitness thing where did that take you from that point so this is where, you know, when I was in school, I was not the most um, academically inclined to say in the beginning. Mm. So it was literally a conversation with my dad that was like, hey, knucklehead, um, get your shit together or you're going in the Marines. And I don't really take orders very well. It's part of my DNA. Maybe that's part of what's led me to being an entrepreneur. But I knew there's no way I would survive in the Marine Corps. Like I could barely survive just in like the school system and how I was put in when the expectations. So that's when I decided to buckle down. And once again, my girlfriend at the time got a scholarship to uh, Radford University, which was like a college about two hours away. And I was like, well, I want to go where she's going because I don't really care. School is school, right? You know, so I ended up my, my senior year, you know, taking my GPA from like 1.7 to like 3.8 out of nowhere. And everybody well, looked at me like, wow, Jonathan, I had no idea. And it wasn't that I wasn't smart. I just wasn't, I wasn't motivated and mm -hmm. I wasn't focused. So I took that discipline that I took from, that I got from working out and I applied it to study and I treated it the same way. Like I'm going to do the work right? I'm going to study and do what I need to do to get the grades. And then I'm going to go enjoy whatever else I want to do. And once I was able to do that, I, like, I barely squeaked by into getting into rapper. Like literally they had to like review my application and come back six months later and like see if I was like consistent. Um, and once I got accepted, they're like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I want to do something in fitness. And, you know, and I was really thinking about, you know, what's something I could do that would actually make a lot like a decent amount of income. And then that's when I went in for sports medicine as a bridge to potentially become a physical therapist. Right. 
Now, as I went through school and you do the first two years of like gen ed, like everyone does, and you basically you're fucking around and partying the whole time, but you know, I'm going through there. And once I got into the core classes, you know, I remember I had a sports medicine class and then I had like a strength and conditioning class. And the sports medicine class was basically you're sitting in a room with a bunch of 70 and 80 year old men and women doing paper plate shoulder flies for like 30 minutes. And I thought I was going to lose my mind, Alex. I was like, there's no way in hell I can do this. Like, I'm way too ADD. Like, I'm all over the place. So when it was between that and the strength and conditioning, I'm like, cool, we're making programs. We're looking at gym layouts. We're going over, like, how to actually, like, get someone the experience of what I got. That's when I knew I wanted to be a personal trainer, so I kind of made that pivot. And then that's where I, um, after college, I got an internship at a Gold's Gym in Stamp, Virginia, in the middle of nowhere. Um, where basically you work for free for three months to earn your sweat equity. And then from there, they accept you, they offer you a job from there. Um, and the irony of all of this looking like hindsight, like 10, 12 years later, is I could have skipped those four years and just gotten a freaking cert, man, and just got in there and started learning the business. Because I got all this great education from college, which don't get me wrong, was awesome and the experience and all that. But only about... 20% of that was actually applicable inside an actual fitness environment. The rest of it was, you know, the hard streets, man, learning those lessons by getting into trenches and learning that there's marketing, learning that there's sales, learning that, like you said, clients don't care about the reps and the sets and the program modalities. What they care about is, can you get them the result of the result? Like, not only can you get them to lose 30 pounds, but how does that 30 pounds translate into that emotional why, why they got the gym membership in the first place. So that's really where my real career began, was getting into that gym and learning those hard lessons early on. Mm. What were some of those early days like for you in Golds? Like, can you imagine it? Like, let's take, let's go back to, to the early days of Golds. Uh, you just finished like your, your first three months, your sweat equity. And now I'm, I'm guessing like it's on you to go out mm -hmm. and build and grow your business. There's going so, to be a lot of guys listening to this in that same situation right now. Yeah. So, man, this is way back in the day. Things are a lot better now. So when I was there, I was an employee, but there were no floor hours. You didn't get paid to try. You only got paid for what you sold and what you trained, right? So I was basically working for free all the way until I actually started generating sales. And their lead generation, check this out, Alex, the way that they were like, hey, Jonathan, here's how you get leads. They literally threw a phone book at me. They threw a phone book at me and was like, hey, just call these people. They all live within the area. And then they're like, well, and there's a few gym members you can call too. I was like, are you kidding me? I got a cold call, the yellow book. They get people in here. And at the time, I was so naive. I was like, okay, I'll do it. Because I'm like, I got to do it. If I don't do this, I don't get to eat. So I go through that process. And then I have to learn how to sell. Like once I finally got someone in, then I had to learn how do I talk to them to get them to want to work with me, which I didn't learn any of that stuff in college. So this is where, and I share this story a lot. I got 39 no's before I got my first yes. 39 times of nope, not interested, nope, not interested, all in a row where I can't tell you, man, I almost quit three times. I'm so thankful that I was staying with my brother at the time who was like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not quitting, man. Keep getting in there. And it was through just persistence. Oh, were you going to say something? Yeah, I want to I just interject there before we move on because – there's going to be guys and girls listening to this where they're getting no after no after no after no, and they're going to feel like giving up at this point and quitting and going back to maybe work for someone else, being employed, working in an office, whatever it is, and giving up on their dream of being a personal trainer because they're getting beat down. Yeah. And I'm sure you're going to go into this right now as to how you overcame it, but how did you feel when you got those, what, 36, oh. 39 no's? Describe that feeling because I want to know how low you went and how you overcame it. Man, I got to the point where I'm like, I just made the worst worst life choice ever. <laughs> I 
I was like, fuck, man. I should have been a physical therapist. And I'm like, I'm thinking all this stuff. I'm like, my parents are going to judge me. I'm going to be living at home forever. I'm never going to find the girl of my dreams, which, by the way, I'm not with that girl anymore because it's like five years later. So I'm starting that journey all over again. So I'm freaking the hell out. But all I know is, is I already burnt that ship. I already took the job. I'm already in the trench. I already told my brother I was going to take this job, which he helped me get. So if I back out, he looks bad. So like I have all these different forces, like you got to figure it out and just friggin' do it. And that's where I just knew, like, if I just keep trying, eventually someone's going to say yes. And I think I got told no so many times, Alex, I just stopped caring. Because I, I just was like, you know what? Worst case, they say no. Worst case. And I think the moment that that happened was the moment that I got my first sale because I was relaxed. I was like, I don't care. Here's what we do. Here's what we can get uh, in terms of help you reach your goals. If it makes sense, let's move forward. If it doesn't, then fair enough, right? Not my best pitch, but it was the pitch I had at the time. And I finally got my first yes. And nothing pumps up belief like a result, mm. right? Because we're all focused on results. But what we don't look at is the things that come before that. First, you have to take action. Because if you're taking small action, the result isn't going to be big. If you're taking massive action, you're going to get a bigger result. And even before the action, you have to have belief, right? You have to have some certain level of like, I believe I am worth this. I believe I can do this. But when you finally do just push through and get that result, it just works like a cyclical cycle because now your belief is up. Just like the first time I worked out and I saw a new line in my arm and I was like, holy cow, this is actually working. I'm going to stick with this and I'm going to keep going. So that was my like aha moment that was like, okay, I can do this, um, which really began my obsession with sales because it was so challenging for me starting out. Mm. I, lo I love what you said there about uh, the belief piece and like, once you start believing, then your actions become congruent with your belief systems. And as soon as you had that sale, you went from like almost in disbelief because you've heard so many no's to all of a sudden going, actually, this thing works and I can build on this and I can improve on this if I just focus on getting better. So you're getting no after no after no, your belief system is practically zero you've stopped caring now because you're not emotionally invested, right? Cause right. you're like, I'm just going to get another no. So I don't care anymore. <laughs> then you get a yes. And then boom, paradigm shift. Oh right. my God, this works. Now you're yeah. like probably thinking, well, if I improve on what I just did now, maybe it won't take me another 36 times to sell. <laughs> maybe I can do it in, in 10 or even 15, like half the ratio of the people I got to see to the people I got to convert. And I want everyone to stop and think for a second because the key thing here is belief. Like the belief system. If you believe you cannot do something or something is not going to happen, you're basically going to attract that thing because your actions are not going to be congruent with what you actually want to achieve. Right. And I'm a big believer in like what you put out, you get back. If you give, you get back. The same, like the same frequency that you're emitting is going to be heard in your voice, in your actions, the way you conduct yourself, the questions you ask to a prospect. And so if you're in this stage of disbelief, it's an uphill battle and you're pushing and pushing and pushing. And this is where people fall and give up because they stop believing in themselves. Yeah. And, and what I'll throw in there too is like with me being so new to this and it was so foreign, like if I did not have my brother there, the like, hey, you got this, don't quit during those two or three times that I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'd be where I'm at today. So having that person in your corner, whether that's a business coach, whether that's someone else who's in the trenches doing the same work that you're doing is super critical, especially in the beginning phase. Cause it's kind of like if you're going to grow a tree, right? You could have this massive oak tree that you want to grow. You put the seed in the ground, but you're going to have to be consistent and patient and persistent 
to watch that tree grow because it's not going to grow the speed in which you want. It might not even grow the exact direction that you want. All you can do is support it and put in that daily work. And mm. I share that analogy as being that person being your stilts to help keep you from going too far this way or too far that way so that you can get there within a shorter amount of time, right? And worst case, at least so you don't quit if you feel like you need that. I think that was super important to me. And that's why I've always been um, a huge advocate of getting coaching for myself personally um, in the areas that um, are my opportunity areas to say. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Jonathan. I'm a big advocate of looking for outside support um, and just putting ego to the side, like just checking your ego and going, actually, I may not have the solution to this thing that I'm trying to figure out, but there's other people out there that are doing what I want to do and the way I want to do it. I've just got to go and find them and be open to seeing them and putting myself out there. Um, and the analogy that, that I kind of want to add in here is it kind of like business is kind of like a, a rocket taking off, right? There's about 62 miles to space, right? So there's about 62 miles for space and a rocket taking off, it uses the most amount of fuel mm. in that first mile just to get off the ground. It requires a lot of fuel, right? Um, and this is kind of like your journey. You're using a lot of fuel, energy, and resources. There's a lot of resistance. You're getting no after no after no after no. 36 no's. Is it 36? Is that the number? Thir 39, and I'll never forget that number. Okay. It's scarred in my brain. <laughs> okay, so you've got 39 no's, right? Back-to-back -back no's. It's like the first mile of a rocket taking off. You're using all your fuel, or a, a, probably 80% of your fuel. Once you get past that first mile and you make the first sale, then you're in momentum, right? right? You're in momentum, the most powerful force in the world, momentum. Once you get into momentum, you keep moving and it becomes easier and easier and easier. Then you're in this kind of zone where you're just getting higher and higher and higher and higher, and higher making more sales, making more sales, making more sales. And then you get to space, which is 62 yeah. miles. What happens when you get to space? There's no gravity anymore. So you don't need much fuel, but you can travel at a very, very high speed. And that's probably what you got to when it was that unlock where you're like, hey, I know exactly how many people I need to see in order to, to convert X amount of people. And it was almost becoming predictable because your momentum, it was winning after winning after winning, but you had to stick it out long enough to get to that point to see mm -hmm the momentum and the fruits of your labor, you had to get past that first mile, which a lot of people struggle to get past. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I truly believe focus is our superpower. Like we get what we focus on. And, you know, you said this earlier, like if you believe that you can't, then you're probably going to be right. You're going to attract more of those things that's, that reinforce the I can't mindset. So whenever we choose to focus on things, it's why, you know, you'll see a lot of this in, in my content is I only focus on my wins. Don't get me wrong. I don't ignore my losses, but I only spend time focusing on what's working so that I can double down on that, attract more, get more refined on that and attract more wins into what I'm doing. And it's part of what, you know, I share that message with our clients and people who just are following us to be like, if you focus on your wins, you're going to get more wins. If you focus on your losses, well, you're going to get more losses. So if you knowing that that's how that works, which one would you rather choose? I think it's easy. I'd rather focus on the wins. Yeah. I love that. Again, I'm a big advocate of winning streaks. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking, you like that? I'm looking, I'm looking for those winning streaks. I'm dri I'm driving uh, the other day. Um, just had a lovely coffee, win. It was tasty, loved it. America, that's <laughs> how I liked it, win. I, I was driving with my business partner trying to find a, uh, a parking space. We pull into this tiny car park, literally 20 spaces in the middle of like a very small but very popular village. I'm like, we're going to get the last one. Trust me. We're driving, <laughs> we're, we're driving around this car park like everything's full. Everything's full. We put like, do you know when you're just like scanning aisles? 
There's not yeah. many of them because there's only like 20, 30 spaces and they were scanning owls. Can't see anything yet. Pull around the last corner, scan the last owl. I can't see any spaces. And then oddly, like there's this one space on its own with like the line almost like uh, degraded out of the ground, but you can just about make it out like on its own. No other cars around it. And I'm like, there you go. That's the one. Winning. <laughs> but it's just like, you're, you're programming your mind to just find the things that you want and uh, to get sciency on people, you're triggering the reticular activating system, mm -hmm. the RAS. And this is a superpower that anyone can adopt. And I'm big on tuning the RAS into the right frequency to figure out like all the opportunities. And like you said, the winning streaks, right? Because like, it's very, it's, it's that simple. Like people talk about the law of attraction. It's just the RAS the reticular yeah. activating system tuning into what you want. So when you buy a car and it's maybe yep. a certain color or, or a certain uh, brand, you start seeing that motherfucker everywhere. It's like, <laughs> why was I not seeing this world? That's the RAS tuning into it. And you talk about wins. And I love that philosophy, Jonathan, because I'm a big advocate of, of, of winning and, and looking for the wins and not dwelling on the negatives. I'm like, oh, that was actually a win. That was a lesson yeah. for me to like become better or tune myself better so that I don't experience that next time. I want to go deeper down this rabbit hole. I, yeah, I want to, man. I want to learn more about like you and the mindset and stuff. And I'm getting big on this with my clients because I think like tactics and strategies make 20% of mm -hmm. the bigger picture, right? And it's because like if you don't have the commitment, the belief systems, to do something, it doesn't matter if you know the best funnel, how to run Facebook ads, how to right. sell, you will not be successful. It's not possible because it's fucking hard. There's a lot yeah. of variables and there's a lot of things that are trying to knock you off course. I want to dive into what you do. Is there certain like rituals, certain things that you follow, certain beliefs you do, certain like, I don't know, you do meditation or exercise. What, what do you do? What's your toolkit for like staying the way you are? Because you seem very calm. You seem very like focused, almost zen-like. I'm looking at the things in the background, all these like scrolls and, yeah, yeah, and, and pictures and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I feel like you're very balanced. Yeah. Like water. So, so <laughs> like water. Yeah. Um, so, so before I get into my routine, um, I think it's important for me to share like what I am naturally and what I am naturally is a very negative and pessimistic man. And a lot of that comes from my upbringing, you know, a lot of like how my family culture was to a lot of the scarcity mindset that was instilled in me in a very young age. So it's something I'm very aware of because it's very easy for me to slip in to those old thought and behavior patterns. Mm -hmm. So I share that with you because I think a lot of people look at those that are like happy or positive. Like I used to and be like, I hate that motherfucker. Why is he so happy all the damn time? Right got the wife he's got perfect teeth he's got hair like all these things i'm getting mad about and when i was in that mindset i was really unhappy and miserable and it was one of those like six cyclical processes where i'm like i'm doing this to myself i just didn't realize i was doing it so i'm very intentional now and in what i do every day in terms of conversations in terms of what i listen to so what you asked about like what i do in the morning First thing I do is I get a big tall glass of water because we're always dehydrated, right? And for me, I'm, I'll be first to admit, I drink a lot of energy drinks. Anytime you talk to me on a personal call, I'm probably drinking one of these. It's one of my vices. But, you know, I have to drink a lot of uh, water to hydrate, right, to balance my body out. Um, the next thing I do after I get that big drink of water is I throw something on positive on my podcast immediately, right? Because let's be honest, when we first wake up, we are not – super positive and go get it. We're like, oh, the bed feels good. It's cold outside. Oh, just sleep a little bit more. Like all these unconscious thoughts going on. I need to put something that goes get your ass up and put something good in your mind before you go out and you battle your day where what, what I've learned, um, it's called the force of average that comes at you with all these distractions and complaints and all these different issues that come at you to keep you off your agenda. So, you know, I've got a couple people I roll through that I listen to. You know, you got your classics like Tony Robbins. Um, I like to listen to a lot more like sales and business. 
like uh, Dan Locke, Ryan Stuman, Grant Cardone. Um, I'll throw Joel Alstein in there if I'm like wanting to like really focus on the spirit and the mindset of what I want to um, really grow and develop on that day. And after I do that, I make sure I just go stretch for like 20, 30 minutes, you know, just to get everything loosened up, get everything feeling good. And I do all of this before I check Facebook. I do all this before I open my emails. And the reason being is if you start your day with looking at this, now you're having the world dictate you what you're going to do. And now you're reacting, right? Which I don't ever want to be in a reactive type of mode. I want to be in a proactive mode where I'm out there and I'm influencing and changing how I want my day to look like and what my life to ultimately be. So I do all this heavy work in the morning so that by the time you see me hop on my laptop, my mind is right. I'm focused on what I need to do. I've got my calendar filled out, like, which is basically my boss, right? Cause I work for myself. So my Google calendar is my boss. If it's in the Google calendar, it's gotta get done. So that's what I look at and I make sure I knock those things out for today. Um, and that's really my routine, man. I do that every single day. I, I love this, the, like the combo mix where you were like dropping Joel Onstein, uh, you were talking about Grant Cardone, uh, you're talking about Dan Locke, high ticket sales. You've got all like all these different like supplements. I like to think them of, like, because you need your proteins, you need your carbohydrates, you need your fats, and then it's like you've got like this toolkit selection box of what do I need today? I think this is like really important, isn't it? To so just like be mindful of what you need in that moment to get you the outcome you want. Like you've got this busy schedule, maybe you wake up with a certain vibe, you need downlock, or you need maybe something spiritual. And I love that, that you use like a combination, almost like a cocktail of things to, to get you the result. What happens when you get to the, when you get to the, the Google calendar and you're like, I don't know if I want to do this today. <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's funny you say that because there, there are some, some things that I enjoy doing more than others. Like I'll be totally transparent. Like, so I do a lot of videos. I don't like doing videos. It's not fun for me. It's not like, ooh, video time. But I do it because I, it's important, right? It's something that I need to do. It's something I've committed to because I want to help people, right? And I can't help them if I don't get my stuff out there to go, hey, here's a tip. Here's something you can do today. So in terms of the stuff that sucks, I do it first. And I learned that through working out because guess what body part I hated doing? my legs go figure like any other guy i was like just give me chest man i'll do that all day i'll do back but god forbid please don't make me do legs <laughs> so when i finally got teased enough with tiny legs i started doing legs on monday because it was the thing i wanted to do least so if i just got it out of the way just did it first then i got to focus on the fun stuff so same thing in my business Anything that I don't like doing, I go ahead and do that first. I'm also most mentally alert. So like I get a lot more like a, I'm a lot more productive when I'm doing it. And then I get to do the stuff that I like, which is actually like having conversations, jumping on podcasts and all these different things that are fun for me, um, which is what helps me make sure that the stuff gets done. Right. Because when you own your when you own your show or even if you have a team or whatever that may be, whatever level you're on. Um, the buck stops with you. If it doesn't get done, the business doesn't move forward. So it's a lot different mindset than when you're an employee and you can just go clock out. I'll take care of that tomorrow. You don't have that luxury. You have to get done what you say you're going to do. And when you start breaking small promises to yourself on the little things, I promise you'll start, make, you'll start breaking those promises when the big opportunities come, which is going to cost you sales and cost you opportunity for your business. So I always make sure I, I stay true to the little things. Mm. Me and you are a vibe in here. You're saying all <laughs> the things that, like, that I get and uh, that kind of like make me tick. And um, I had a guest on, actually, that mentioned that same thing about promises about breaking promises, no matter how small they are, it's almost like cheating on yourself and right. you're destroying your self-trust. So yeah, it's super interesting that you, that you mentioned that uh, and brought that up. So I want to get a little bit more tactical for the coaches, the PTs listening, because we're going to be going into a new year. 
Everyone's excited. Everyone's going to be thinking, I'm going to crush it. I want to smash my goals. I want to make more revenue. I want to serve more people. I want to create a bigger impact. I'm actually working on some pretty exciting stuff myself, which nice. I'm a little bit scared about. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's that big. I'm scared. Uh, not so much business, more personal. And I'm going to be revealing this to, to anyone that listens to the podcast, uh, probably the start of January. But you, you did a post earlier. Uh, I don't think it was today. I think it was a couple of days ago. So it was about um, really having like an intention or being intentional for 2020. Mm. What do you mean by that? Being like intentional. So I think you, you were referring to like vision and knowing what you want, but like yeah. break it down for us and why this is important. So once again, I'll share my experience because everything that I, I talk about, I've done or I've had an experience with. So what I mean by intentional is 2019 was the best year of my life. And I want to share with you why. So before I started Smart Shark, which was literally a year ago from this month, right? I was working in big box gyms, right? From being a general manager, fitness manager, uh, regional small group training manager. I did some subject matter sales consulting with like some of the processes. So I've kind of worked all within all the different areas of the box, but the, the truth is I hated every second of it. I feel like my soul was being sucked out slowly, but surely. And I was allowing the influence of the five people I spent the most time around turn me into a person that I didn't like anymore. And I felt stuck. Right. And this goes back to when I was sharing with you, like, those negative toxic cyclical behaviors right i was so mad at like the world and like why why is this me why am i stuck here and you know and i was so fortunate to have um my, my now mentor ryan stuman uh put out a bunch of free content and one of the pieces he put out there was the four steps for a sales professional and i was sitting in my car um during my lunch break eating some um, Cane's chicken because I just want to get out of the gym and I just want to put something that made me feel good before I go back for another five-hour grind in there. And when you've spelled out the, the different steps, right, the, the, the level up in your life, it was the first time I ever heard this concept. He was like, you start off as a, ex, as a sales professional, like you're the best at what you do within an organization, like you're a top producer. I was like, check, right? I've done that for a long time in multiple companies. He's like, well, the next step is everyone's so focused on CEO because it's so romantic. Like, we're going to have a great culture. We're going to have a team and we're going to have outings and lunches. And I'm like, that's all romantic and very cool to think about building that. But like, how do you get there? He's like, the next step is like, you just got to become a solopreneur. You've got to be able to, re to generate leads for yourself, sell, and then service those leads. And I was like, that made total sense. I was like, I'm already doing this within here. All I need to do is just do it for myself, Right. And then he talked about the next step is like, hey, you become, you know, you become a CEO, you build your team. And then the last level is like an investor, right? And when he shared that, I was like, man, what does this look like for like a fit pro? Well, you get certified and you go work in a gym typically or some sort of fitness business of some kind. Get really good at that within that system, right? Well, then you move into being a solopreneur, like a solo trainer, like you're running your own show online, offline, however you're doing that. I think the next step from there is not like I'm a CEO It's you just got to build a team, whether that's bringing more trainers to service, whether that's bringing in salespeople, whether that's operations, that's all based on your business model. That's where guys like Alex come into place. Cause I don't touch any of that stuff. Um, but then after that, you go into CEO where now you've replaced yourself and now you're on top of everything and you're looking at the vision and now you get to do all the really cool romantic things about the culture and about scalability and what you want to do to enter more uh, market share. Um, and it's really laying out those steps. So in 2019, I was super intentional of, I'm just going to solo, right? I'm not focused on anything else. What do I need to do to focus on getting out of needing this job where I was working 10, 12 hours a day and building my business on the side an hour in the morning, hour in the evening, during 2018 or uh, during the, the latter part of 2018, when we launched, that's when I was still having to manage that for the first couple months until I got things off the ground, but I was so focused on doing the work so that I didn't need that anymore. It literally got to a point where it just didn't make sense. 
to keep that other job. Like in terms of the time, I was making more money in Smart Shark. I was helping more people. I had more freedom. So I was like, cool, here's my two weeks and I'm done. And then I've been full stay on ever since. And it was all because of being very intentional and very focused on what I'm doing. And I'm doing the same thing with 2020 into the next level where I'm looking to take things from there. So that's what that post meant was just get intentional and be real with where you're at, right? Just like a weight loss client, I can't help you lose 20 pounds if you won't hop on the scale and show me where you're weighing at right now. Like yeah. we need to establish where we're at and then let's set a realistic goal for like, what do we want to do over the next year to get you to that next level? And then you just reassess along the way to make sure you're on track. Mm. Awesome. Love that. Let's, uh, let's dive into Smart Shark. Um, what goes on there? I know you do sales training and you do organic marketing and funnels and all that kind of stuff, but let's unpack some things that might be relevant to the audience. Um, and we can just dive into that a little bit. I'm guessing like a big part of it is the sales process, right? Mm -hmm. Of Like taking goal traffic and converting them into, um, coaching clients. But yeah, let's just dive into that. Like, what's it all about? What do you do? Like, what do you, well, what do you take people through to help them build successful businesses? Yeah. So we're a client acquisition company. So that's all we focus on is getting new clients. We don't do anything on the back end. We don't do business plans. We don't do mindset coaching or any of those things. We keep it on three pillars. We build custom sales funnels that help you sell your program or product or lead to a consultation where we customize this for you based on what you're trying to sell and what you're trying to market. We teach you how to build your audience, how to build influence over that audience, and how to generate leads from that audience, right? Because at the end of the day, you could have this really slick funnel, but if you don't have any people that know about it or are coming into it, then it's kind of like having a shovel, but you don't know how to use the shovel. So we teach you how to use the shovel so you can be successful with it. And on the back end, when you're actually like are generating these leads, well, we teach you the follow-up process to lead them into that sales conversation. And then we teach you the step-by-step -step sales process um, to convert that client into a high-ticket client. So we keep it everything within those three realms. Um, and it's everything I've done over the last 12 years in my career running fitness gyms and being able to test these funnels in marketing in over four different states and over eight different companies. And we only pick the winners and go, here's what works. So let's start with step one then, because um, we're not going to have a ton of time to cover everything, but yeah. I'd love to give people kind of like um, the first piece of the process, which is getting the, the attention, getting some traffic in order to funnel them to a funnel or an offer or a Calendly or whatever. But like going into 2020, right, we've got all this opportunity. We've got social media, we've got Instagram, we've got TikTok, we've got LinkedIn, we've got Facebook. <clears throat> Like, where do people start? Where would you say, hey, this is a good place to pitch up so that you can build awareness, build some initial traffic to drive them to a location? What would you be right. doing? Right. So getting into that, I think one of the questions we actually talked about before this too, which ties into this is like, should I be on all platforms? Should I be on one platform? What do you think? And what I've heard conflicting pieces of information on this that I've been given. So once again, disclaimer, I'm just sharing my personal experience and what's worked for me and what's worked for our clients. So if you hear something different, don't come and bash me like you're wrong and here's why, right? That's fair to say. Hmm. So when I first started out and I actually uh, took my first swing out of being an online trainer about six years ago, um, where I hired business coaches, funnels. I spent my life savings on all this stuff, Alex. Like, I wish back then I had someone like you. I might be in a different position and didn't have to go through the next five years learning this stuff the hard way, right? So I got told the advice to be everywhere. Google+, Plus, which who the hell uses Google+, Plus? but I was there. <laughs> you got Twitter, you got LinkedIn, you got Pinterest. So I was on all these places, right? And what happened was I have what's called my time and energy, which is a bucket of water. And I was just sprinkling it over these different channels. And what happened was I was everywhere and nowhere. I wasn't able to get any specific gravity or be able to really get any momentum as you touched yeah, on earlier. Because I was spread so thin. And I did, as we went into smart shark, I was like, okay, I won't do eight of them. I'll do three of them. <laughs> so I did LinkedIn 
Instagram, and Facebook. Same thing. I was getting more momentum, but still, like, that's a lot of time I have to spread with everything else. So then I said, all right, we're scratching LinkedIn and Instagram for now, all in on Facebook. And ever since we've got all in on Facebook, which has really only been like the last four months, man, it's been like gangbusters night and day in terms of building an audience. And because I have an engaged audience, now I can really spend all my time um, building a relationship with them and adding value and entertaining them so that, you know, we can then move that relationship to the next step. Um, whether they just want to take the free stuff and run with it. I get DMs all the time about that, which is totally cool. Um, if, if that's, if that's you, I'm probably going to ask you for a testimonial just so you know, <laughs> so you can give back to the, our other brothers and sisters. And I get other people that come in, they become a client. Right. Whether that's going to be something smaller or something bigger, you know, we've got um, multiple options based on where you're at. The goal is to really go all in on one channel, dominate that. And, you know, my plan, at least, is as I dominate this uh, side of things, I'm going to take that and then leverage it into uh, Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then maybe from Instagram, move on from there. So then you're filling up each bucket versus just trying to spray around each one all at once. I like that angle and it, it kind of ties in with what you said before. Well, no, in fact, it does 100% focus. Focus on one thing equals momentum, momentum equals success. And then from there, you can move around because it is true. I've tried to do it all. Set up a website, be on Twitter, post on Instagram, do Facebook, do LinkedIn. Like there's, there's no focus and you're not spending time like watering the the seeds. You, 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 it's like a drought across all platforms, like you said. <laughs> like, it's and, miserable, and, man. And, and nothing's growing. <laughs> and, you, and, and you're waiting for the crop to come. You're waiting for the vegetables and the fruits. I think I'd like a banana tree. Or maybe like, yeah. <laughs> or a money tree, right? But uh, <laughs> yeah. But you're just not you're just not giving it enough water, <laughs> and I totally agree with that because we did the same. We, like I said, we were doing all the different platforms, and then we went Facebook, and pounded Facebook over and over and over and again, and just learned the culture, learned the messaging, built the audience, created the reciprocity, liking, commenting, engaging, DMing, giving value just in one place and it's like that concentration creates the, the spark the, the 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 flame and then it just spreads like like a wildfire and i think like with the likes of um gary v he's like great mm -hmm. 60 pieces of content in one day and you want to be here you want to be there you want to be on tiktok you want to be on linkedin and it's tough for the for the average person because you're being told by these reputable people to right. be anywhere. And I think so, it's like not the right information. So this this is what I'm gonna go on my rant because now you get now you got me going right now. Which don't get me wrong, Gary V is great. Yeah, I, like I love stuff. it. I, I love I'm not it. hating on Gary V. What I will say is this though, Gary V telling you or us to do that is like you going to the person that's never worked out a day in their life and putting two twenty five on the bench and going give me ten. Yeah. Yeah. They're just not there yet, right? You got to, like, let's build the foundation. Let's get some behaviors in place, and let's get something we can commit to. And what will happen over time is as you build content, you're going to look back and go, I have a fuck ton of content. And then you can start repurposing and reusing those things over time by just committing, like, can you do one a week? Can you do two a week? What are you willing to do? And then you look back, like, six, nine months from now, it's like, damn, I have a lot of stuff right? And then you can find ways to repurpose that and do essentially what Gary Vee is talking about. But to go out there and put the expectation like 60 pieces of content, 30 day challenge, here's what I want you to do, let's go, is absolute nonsense, in my opinion. Mm, it goes back to the, um, the like breaking promises piece. Because when you go like to that level, and you try and accomplish that when you're starting from zero, when you're not used to posting or using, using platforms, you're going to fold very quickly when you don't keep yeah. up with, with that level of like doing stuff. Cause Gary Vee is good. I love him. I've been to his events. I've met him. Like I, I like the guy. Um, but I think he's not, 
the the stuff he puts out there he is speaking to like the the solo guys the entrepreneurs coming up he's got a lot of good content but people have to realize the level he's at he's got like a 500 million pound agency yeah. with a fuck ton of staff yeah. right? and people following <laughs> around he's got a videographer a content creator people slicing and dicing stuff left right and center and i'm not like trying to say that it's not possible but like for the most people you're going to default and you're going to break the promise and you're never going to keep up with it anyway. So it's like you said, you want to start focused in on something that you can achieve and stack the wins and get the winning streak. Again, everything's just circling back to the same stuff. Focus right. winning streaks, momentum, one thing, one niche, one market, one way, and just do that. And then once you've mastered it and you've got that belt, you can move right. on to the next thing. Go to the next one. Yeah, and go. You can have it all, but you've got to do it in order. Right, and I think it comes down to just you know, no matter what level you're at, there's only so many feet you can have in so many trenches. You can only be in, in two at one time. So I always make sure I have one foot in in the trench of who I'm helping and one foot in the trench of where I'm going. Right, and in Gary V's perspective, he's so up there. I think he's a little bit more removed from someone just starting out where it's been so long since he's been there. I think he's lost perspective. So I share that with you as no matter what level you're on, no matter what level you're growing through is always remember that with people you're working with, because when it really comes down to empathy and confidence, whenever you're helping someone or influencing them to, to do things that are going to better themselves. And the best way to have empathy is to literally be in the trench with them. So just keep, I just share that with you as part of one of my personal philosophies and that helps you when you're coaching your clients or you're talking to prospects. Um, I hope it does. It always has a lot with me. Mm. So this has been awesome, man. We've been rapping for almost an hour and uh time flies baby it does man it does <laughs> i just want to say i appreciate you really grateful for you coming on i want to like put it over to you in terms of like one piece of advice one lesson one mantra just something that any personal trainer or coach can take with them today as kind of like a a gift to end this podcast like what would you give them what would you say to them that would help them in the in 2020 get to where they want to be two things oh he's breaking the rules your 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 tendency is a rebel so you've got, the four, <laughs> you've got the four go, tendencies and you're a rebel yeah i said one go, you go two they go together man <laughs> okay because okay. if let's, i do one then i can't do the other you know so it's like they complete each other let's do um, it bro the first one is the mindset around facebook Facebook has 2 billion users. I want you to think of Facebook as a CRM. A CRM is a client relationship managed software. It's what every gym uses to organize all of their prospects, clients, and leads. Mm. Pretty much every business that um, runs a successful business is using a CRM once they get to that specific point. I want you to think of Facebook the same way because I guarantee your clients there. And you have unlimited access and potential to have conversations if you know how to go about it the right way. So that goes into the next step, which if you want to help uh, find your potential clients or people you want to connect with, or even just people like, you know, how me and Alex are collaborating right now, is start looking into Facebook groups. You can literally use that search bar to look into the CRM to find keywords that will resonate and be in alignment of the type of people you want to connect with because birds of a feather flock together. You can type those words in, you can find those groups. And then right now, when you get in that group, you're now within a targeted conversation of like-minded people, regardless of whoever you're looking for. Shoot, you could be looking for a man or a woman of your life. You can use Facebook to do that. <laughs> Just type in the keywords and go hang out in the group. And that's a lot of the stuff that Alex teaches. That's a lot of stuff that I teach. But just those two things alone, if you just did that every single day and you built your Facebook friend list with nothing but ideal clients over the next year, where do you think you'd be in 2021 if you did that all next year? Think about that for a second. How, where would you be if you had 5,000 friends of people that were specifically interested in what you do? Mm. I'm just saying. 
Money follows attention, so does impact. Love it, man. This has been awesome. I want to thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, uh, my for, pleasure, man. For anyone listening, um, obviously we're going to share this on, on the social platforms. Uh, for anyone listening, though, um, is there anything that you'd want to direct them to or where they should connect with you? Like, What's the best place to, to get to you? Yeah, so you can find uh, our business page is Smart Shark. My name's Jonathan Loudermilk, but good luck spelling my last name. So you'll probably hopefully just see the post and you can find me that way. But um, we've got free training where I teach you all this stuff for free. You could literally take this, never talk to me, and go run and be successful. But just in full transparency, a lot of people have questions, and then we have a conversation, which I'm there to help you with too. Um, you can access that training at thesmartshark.com forward slash fit dash pro dash challenge cool if you send me over the link i will put that in the show notes for anyone that's not going to manually type that thing out they can click in the show notes boom it'll open up you can go check that out perfect awesome man. cool alex it's been awesome man i've been looking forward to this all week um i'm sure we'll do this again um see what we can do to change more lives together man it's been a great time Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did enjoy it, I'd be really grateful if you could leave a short review on one of the platforms. And if you're a personal trainer in a commercial gym with 500 plus members and you want to fast track your income growth and learn how to sign multiple new clients a week, reach out to me personally through Facebook or Instagram and just drop me a private message so we can get the conversation started and see if you could be a good fit for one of our programs. All the links to my social can be found in the show notes so we can connect there. See you next week.